I suppose the title of this episode could be The Ridiculousness of What People Focus On When We Speak, but that's a really long title. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to the Geopats podcast, where we learn about different cultures through very niche topics like books, coffee, podcasting, the internet and social media, and so much more. We're adding on new shows all the time. This month, however, for Napod Mopo International Podcast Posting Month, we're focused just on the language show. Oh, yeah. Today, I want to get meta on language teachers and some things that I've been thinking about for years that I've never really put into words in any online form. I'm sure a lot of you, especially listening to this language show, I'm sure a lot of you are language learners, were language learners, are multilingual, or you are language teachers yourself. There's a few different things in the today's show, and it's about the characteristics that we pick up in our language classes. Hmm. So this is above and beyond just the language that we pick up. It's the characteristics of our teachers that we don't even realize we're picking up. I'll start with the most obvious, which is the accent. So this, the sounds of the language, not just the pronunciation sounds, the syllables or the words or the even the blending of one word to another, but the sounds of being womanly and being manly. That's something that I generally didn't think too much about before hearing people say, oh my gosh, there's this. For example, my friends who know Korean and my friends that can function in Mandarin Chinese, I've heard a few of them tell me, a few, especially the men, that they learned the language, for example, Korean, they learned Korean from a, a woman. And there are certain pitch levels that your voice goes to, from what I understand, that you do as a woman that you don't as a man. And even though they knew that a woman does this, but a man doesn't necessarily, that because they were learning from the women, they picked up these traits. And so people would kind of tease them for sounding like a woman, which sounds ridiculous. Can you understand me or not? There you go. But there was that bias later on, they said. And so they had to kind of unlearn that in order for people to stop focusing on that because people would focus on that they sounded more like like they were speaking like a woman more than the content of what they were saying. Oy. <laughs> so the other thing that I noticed, and this is not distinct just to the teaching English global field of language teaching, but it's the one that I know, is there was a level of condescension sometimes, not always, a level of condescension of the teachers to the students. And it took me a while to realize that the sort of passive aggressive, but mostly condescending tone of the teachers would get into the students. And why did I notice this? Because when my students would come in for the first few lessons, I would hear them say things to me in this condescending tone, but their facial expression, their actions towards me, their enthusiasm in class, these things didn't add up to the condescension. And I had to really think, why is there why is their tone very different than their actions? Like they seem like they genuinely want to be here, that my teaching style fits with their learning style, but why are they still being condescending toward me in their tone? And it, it took me a while to realize it, that previous teachers that they had had, or more so, probably their first language teachers that made the biggest impression on how they express themselves, probably had this tone in their own teaching style. Now, I'm saying condescending, and I understand that might come across as judgy. 
so be it. It actually took me a really long time to figure this out. And once I did, I could extract their teacher's influence on their speaking from them. And then I spent the rest of the time, well, one, primarily teaching them the language that we were doing in the classroom, but two, trying to get more of their personality out into the language than whosever personality they had adapted in order to learn the language. Now, we all mimic when we learn a language. That's what you do. I'm mimicking the clear, beautiful voice in my graded reader. I'm mimicking that right now. I probably sound a lot like that woman. And in Mandarin Chinese, I don't know what personality characteristics her voice has because I am viewing her voice from a very Western voice characteristic viewpoint. So I don't even know what I'm sounding like. I'm probably not sounding like her to begin with, but even if I sounded exactly like her, I don't know what characteristics that is. So who knows? I could sound like a grandma for all I know, but all I know is I'm focused on getting the content in the story down and getting more mouthfeel for the language in fuller forms of sentences and storytelling and conversation and the things that are in the story. But I'm not thinking about what personality characteristics am I putting off by learning this way of speaking. And I don't think most people do. And honestly, if you stick with the language long enough, you'll probably end up with a blend of different teachers and and different input sounds because most people start to consume, you know, music or other spoken things, whether it be YouTube videos or speeches or podcasts or, you know, different things that they'll hear around them, different people that they'll hear around them. So eventually people kind of end up with a mishmash of different personalities, of different voices around them, generally. But I honestly have started to believe that the first voices that you start to practice a language with have a strong impression on what you sound like in that language. And I think that's why now looking back, for example, with Spanish again, some people intentionally look for people look for people that are speaking the flavor of Spanish that they're looking for. For example, if you're going to mainland Spain versus Latin America, they probably would look for someone who's from there. Now, even within that, if you're talking about Barcelona versus Madrid, you're probably looking for someone speaking that that accent, that dialect, that uh, language, what have you. So there's that. So yeah. And definitely for if you were talking about Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, where I am, and you're looking to move to or to visit or do do business with people in Shanghai versus Beijing, you probably want someone who speaks that form of the language versus someone who speaks um, the Taiwanese flavor of Mandarin Chinese. So I'm beginning to understand that part of it now. It's not just the language and the the certain phrases that might be used in one place versus another, but there's also personality characteristics and there's a lot of culture and a lot of personality and a lot of nuances in how people use the language that it's really hard to describe right now. Hi there, I'm Brendan Davis coming to you from Beijing, and I'm the co-host with Inging Lee of the podcast How China Works. Since you like Steph's show, we thought you might like our show too, so I want to tell you about it really fast. Our first season was designed as a crash course in China for foreigners and to help a young Chinese audience who's going global. 
Those shows are heavily researched to give insights into the most critical situations you'll need to understand, regardless of whether you're coming or going from China. This year, we switched gears to an interview format. We talk to leading China players from around the world, people who are actively engaged in shaping, changing, or navigating this fast-changing dynamic. We've had some truly amazing guests join us, so we would be honored if you would join us to check us out online or at one of our live events we're doing around Beijing now. You can find How China Works in all podcatchers or visit us online at HowChinaWorksPodcast.com to learn more. Thanks a lot. Now, back to the show. One final thing, and this is one that is particularly interesting to me when I talk to young people in China. And yes, I know I sound super ancient, and I'm only I'm only 47 years old, at least for one more month. But when I talk to people who are below 20 or below, okay, below 25 in China, when I talk to people that are below 25 in China, in the groups that I go to, or wherever I encounter people that I can talk to in English, and I've noticed this from the first time I was in Taiwan in 2003, I notice a lot of the language that they use is very outdated, very like 1950s textbook, Tom and Jane go to the park kind of language. They'll use overly formal 1950s language, which isn't generally used too much now, unless you're of that generation. And even in some of the names, the English names that that some people pick are very outdated. I haven't really run across a Mildred in a while, but there have been some names that I can't think of right now, which are very old fashioned that I'll meet someone with that name and think, huh, okay, culturally for me, that means you're about 90 years old and you've been through a ton of stuff in your life and you have this kind of mindset and so on and so forth. But for them, they're like, you know, 20 years old and that name means something very different to them. They might have seen a movie with an with a character with that name and even though the movie might have been from the 1950s, they are looking at the glamour of the movie star and thinking that's what I want to be named. But it's not just the name names, person names. I'm talking about the the names of the actions, the names of the nouns, the the formality of the language in general. And sometimes, honestly, sometimes when I'm talking to somebody who's very young in China and I hear them say these outdated, overly formal things, I try to guess how old their their teachers are. <laughs> okay, is that something that they think or they say, or is that something that their teacher taught them is good to say in this context? And I try to kind of gauge how young or old their teachers are through their their language. And this, this isn't as true for people who are at a very, very high level of language learning um, or language usage at that point, honestly, because it's not language learning when you get to a certain point. You're just using the damn language, which is amazing. And I hope to get there someday. There are certain things that you'll hear and you'll be like, that sounds like that sounds like you're reading it. And that's whether it be a phrase, a sentence or a full thought. That sounds like somebody else's idea. It sounds like I don't know, even our taxi driver the other day said something to us. And he wasn't even particularly young. He was, I think, my age or older. And he said something to us. And the staccato way that he said it versus when he was speaking in Mandarin uh, was really like, whoa, okay, what? And I, I and he repeated it twice. And then I finally got what he was saying. And I don't remember the exact phrase. But I remember thinking that sounds like it came from a phrase book. And so I was then in my head trying to go back to what phrase book is that from? Or what's it, what's the characteristics of the teacher that taught him to say that? Or the friend who taught him to say that? Or the, you know, I 
just, I kind of go back to where that information and that language came from. So I suppose the whole point of all of this is what is the origin of how we learn the language? How much of an influence do our teachers have on what comes out of our mouths even years after we've learned stuff? So I don't know. What do you think? Are you a language learner? Have you been a language learner? How much of your teacher's voice is in your voice? If you're a language teacher, how much of your voice is in your students? Have you heard something that sounds like you come out of your student's mouth and been like, hmm, wow, okay, (laughs) it's a mini me. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. Again, we mimic a lot. We don't just do it as children. We do it as adult language learners. It is part of the process. Do we ever shed that or does that that just become a part of us? Does the sound of our language give people an indication of, as I mentioned previously, gender and condescension or or like our our view of them, uh, how old our teachers are or does it make us look outdated if our teachers use outdated material? There's so much of language that tells us so much about how we learn the language and I'm not sure how many people ponder these thoughts, but I ponder these thoughts. Do we just assume that that thing that stands out about that person's language abilities is them? Or do we think, where did they learn that? How did they learn that? Do we ask them? I think we should ask them. I think going back in a language learner's process and seeing where things came from is really fun, actually. (laughs) Maybe that's just my geeky brain, but I think it's something to ponder. If you have thoughts on these thoughts, please do let me know. I'd love to know what you think about all of this language origin story pondering. Here's Damon. Visible people keep the dream alive They're driving to work to keep the cars they drive They're driven to win and live the will to power Every year and every day and every hour But a California minute It takes a little while Trying just forget it, or you can trench it for a mile, become a Hollywood star, or never go that far. But if you're here, then you can live it. Oh, yeah, in the California minute. So bring us your water to help us fight the fires. Send us your singers and actors and other liars We'll be making the movies like we might be gold Man, it never gets old Just wait A California minute It takes a little while You can try and just forget it Or you can stretch it for a mile Become a Hollywood star Never go that far But if you're here then you can live it Oh yeah In the California minute yeah. Oh 
mind You can try and just forget it Or you can stretch it for a mile Become a Hollywood star But never go that far But if you're here then you can spin it Oh yeah In the California minute Yeah yeah A California California Minute